This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. This gender stuff, dude. Like, oh my god. G- gender. G- gender? Gender. Gender. But like, gender? My name is Alex. I use they them pronouns, and this is Stride with Pride. Welcome back to Stride with Pride. I hope you've had a fantastic however long it's been since you listened to the last episode. And I hope you're doing amazing um, because you're an amazing person and you deserve to be doing amazing. (laughs) On this week's episode, um, I sort of, just like last night, I was just, my brain went Um, So I am just going to info dump about the bzzz. it's about some gender stuff, so that's what <laughs> this episode's about. Um, as if you couldn't tell by the the gender in the um, beginning, um, I'm just gonna friggin' talk about some stuff, man, or not, man. You know, you do you. Anyway, here's the tea. <laughs> so a lot of this is also like based on my gender and sexuality class. Well, um, I talked about that. Uh, it's probably gonna be last week for the one when this goes up, but um. Just like thinking about how gendered our society is without us thinking about it. Um, and like, we don't want it to be. This isn't something we've consciously done, uh, we ourselves, but like, it's something that we're taught and socialized about so much. And you really don't think about it that much until you actually think about it. And I feel like I've thought about it in relation to certain things like how I relate to clothing and labels and being addressed and things like that. But I don't know that I've really engaged with the how random things are gendered and it's completely subconsciously. And yeah, like we were talking about in my gender and sexuality class about how things are randomly gendered. And we were talking about... um food and I literally just had that had a revelation then that I was like oh my god all the foods that are gendered as feminine quote unquote are foods that are considered like healthier for you or diet foods like it's all a huge part of diet culture and I was like how did I not clock on to that before I was just really wow like it, it makes sense that that is the way that society has gendered that. I never realized that it was even that pervasive. And they're like, you know, there's drinks that are gendered, like, you know, fruity cocktails are for women. And, um, you know, beer is for men. All the, all that g- good stuff. Not good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, this stuff's crazy, dude. Like, what? Like, what? Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> And it was interesting to think about in the concept of gender binaries as well, because there is such this binary way of thinking about not just gender, but like gendered things as well. And like the ways that we as trans, non-binary, not cis people figure out who we are and like come into who we are is like we have to break down these binaries and what we're taught about ourselves and everything like that 
and then build ourselves up from scratch. We don't have that foundation of what to go off, and like like we kind of do for some things, especially if you're binary trans. Like you have some idea, but you still have to break yourself down and build yourself up for what you want your how you fit into that binary or don't fit into that binary, and like damn, dude, this stuff, this stuff. It's complicated. It's complicated. Is this another info dump? Absolutely. And like navigating this binary world, and the way that all things are gendered by society. So you know the way you walk and stand. We're like, oh, we can tell that's a feminine person by how they walk. And this is all intuitive in our brains. Like we're not, we're not even thinking about this, and we actively try to think. Against this and undo this thing, but the way we're socialized to think is like,、mm, that person must be feminine because they sit with their legs crossed, or you know they walk in this way, or they have this amount of emotional expression and stuff like that. And going into that and viewing it as a trans or you know not cis person is just a A wild thing, I guess, because you get to kind of see it from all sides. And people who have transitioned binarily and like pass as like in quotes as the opposite in quotes gender,、um, <laughs> really have that unique perspective of how people are expected to be in the binary world, you know,、um, and like. It's just—it's really wild to me,、um, <laughs> and gender is just so vast and expansive. And binaries suck—we know this. Binaries ruthless and a product of colonization and whiteness, and you know, a way for people in power to categorize us into tiny little boxes.、Um, we don't stand that. No, we don't. We we don't stand that. So like, it's a whole process of unlearning this, and like cis people need to do this too, like unlearning the socialized biases that we have, and like preconceived notions of what constitutes a man or a woman, or you know, not those things, and just I guess figuring out how to be a person in this world that is so gendered with everything, and yeah. I don't know if this is making any sense, but you know what? I'm just going to keep talking because、um, <laughs> that's what this show's for—for me to ramble about things I'm interested in, and hopefully you enjoy it too. So、um, keep listening if you want to. <laughs> and like, gender is so is is made up of so many different things. You know, like it is made up of who we are and the things we want and the things we do. Um, and like, like it is both. It is both what we do and the things we present to others, but it is also who we are as beings, and it is so integral to some people's beings, and it is completely nonsensical or not important at all to other people's beings. And that complexity is like absolutely stunning and gorgeous. I like am in love with it. But it's just so wonderful and confusing, and just the vast spectrum of human experience is a beautiful thing. It's a,、mm, 
Chef's kiss. But it's just so interesting how there's such a there's also such a dare I say a binary between that as well because like there's sort of the arguments that it is who you are and it is integral to one's being um, because of the nature of it being so deeply embedded in our society that it's something that we are and is unchangeable about ourselves. But then there's also the products, gender in terms of the products of what we do and how we present ourselves. And, you know, the public self is a different persona to the private self, the self that you are when you're just yourself or when you're with people that you trust the most. But even then, you still have a slightly different way of being, you know, like... There is the public self and then there's the private self. And that can completely differ with gender as well. So, like, gender is both something you are and something you do. Because, like, you do gender differently when you're out in public versus when you're at home. So, like, out in public, you might dress more hyper-something, hyper-mask or hyper-femme, or just more fun or more, you know, however you want to dress. And, but, like, you dress to be perceived in a certain way. And we constantly think about these things, um, like even if it's not conscious, like we're subconsciously thinking about, oh, how is this going to make me look? And props to you if you're not thinking about that, like, go you, I wish. Um, <laughs> but like, we're constantly thinking about how we're being perceived by others, and that can be a huge factor of gender, so presentation and how we want to be perceived in terms of gender and then how we want to be referred to based on that. So that's that's all social gender and interpersonal gender, so how we relate to others through how they relate to us based on this thing. And we might adjust how we walk and talk and the things we talk about and the way we express ourselves and how we dress um, to be perceived in certain ways. Um, but then... When you're by yourself, right, you're not necessarily thinking about it. Well, I mean, you might be. You might be having, like, a massive bout of dysphoria, and that's so valid. Like, ouch. But, like, yeah. But, like, you're not... You're just doing what you're doing, you know? Like, if you're just watching a show, then it's, like, it is what it is. But also, I think that may also come from a place of privilege. Like, you... I, I really don't know. Like, it's interesting, because when you're completely by yourself and doing things, even if you're consuming media, you still sort of have an element of genderedness because it's like you think about the characters and stuff in relation to you because we perceive things through our own lens right like we comprehend things by I guess comparing it to things we've experienced in our life and being like oh I can empathize with how this character feels because I have a situation that I can kind of relate to that uh not necessarily in the exact same way because like I'm not fighting off space aliens every day but like you know you can uh, empathize with the the very real emotion in that um, and sometimes that comes with a gendered experience especially if you know female characters are written poorly or there's no queer people or like it's a really hyper masculine dude or like there's no female representation or there's no whatever representation like you notice it in relation to things but even then that's still in relation to things so that would still be social gender like, it's so pervasive. Like, even when you're by yourself, like, I don't know, some say you're, I don't know, crocheting or something. I don't experience gender when I'm crocheting. It's just I'm doing something with my hands and that's it. But then it's still integral to my being in relation to other people. Like, I don't think of my gender when I'm alone in my room 
doing something that isn't necessarily consuming media because consuming media is relational to other people. So that's still like a gendered experience because of that, um, which I've kind of just clicked onto there. Alex has a revelation in real time. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, like you don't have, I, I you, you're in a state of non-genderedness, but then also not like you, you might be having dysphoria like chest dysphoria and then so put on a binder um so i guess it, it really depends for a lot of people but in my experience i'm not gendered when i'm just sitting alone doing something it's only when it's in relation to other people so i really i, I do see where people come from when they say that it is something you do but then there's also the having it as part of your identity um which is really important for so many people like it is integral to people's worldview and then that I guess then you would call it as something you are as an identity because like we say like I identify as this or you you just say I am this which is an identity statement but then again this whole notion of gender is completely made up by a lot of different things but mainly like power to keep people in power and like Originally, it was based on sex differences, but also sex is completely complicated, and we have decided arbitrarily where the line is um, for what is a male and what is female. You know, like, this is so, it's so arbitrary, and everything in society is based on this, and um, that stuck. I was having a conversation last night with an AMAB person, and we were sort of discussing how gender is or assigned gender at birth uh, can be really interesting as to how you approach it um and especially as a non-binary person someone who is not their gender assigned at birth it's like you well firstly like it's interesting because like at first you go to the far extreme um when you realize you're not your agab you go to the far extreme um so if you're afab you go try and dress as mask as possible and um a lot of the times that uh interestingly i've seen like a lot of the times it can lead to a lot of um misogyny as well um and and in an attempt to be as masculine as possible they they might go mm, what do men do gotta gotta fit in gotta do this thing and i'm not blaming them at all like i understand completely where it comes from not a good thing still but like I understand where it comes from, and I, it's the same that I've seen in AMAB people as well. And it's especially harder that I've seen for AMAB people because the construct of masculinity is so much more solid, I guess, more pervasive. Um, and this is what we were talking about. Like, it, it's such a... I don't want to say a bigger thing, but there's more pressure to conform to this specific one idea of what is considered a man. Even if you're not a man and you don't identify as a man and you're AMAB, it still has such a effect on you even then. Just the 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 things, the the ways that you're supposed to act and things that you know about who you are based on that um and that's just really interesting um because like I, I don't know I feel like I'm pretty privileged as an AFAB person because I even as a female 
growing up. Like I'm allowed to wear shorts and wear a bunch of other things that are considered masculine because society is like, yeah, you're going towards the more acceptable side because masculinity is the socially acceptable. The highest socially acceptable form of like being, right? So like you're going towards masculinity. Of course you want to go towards masculinity. Like yeah, sure. But then for AMA people who want to dress more, quote unquote, feminine, it's like you are going towards the side that is not wanted by society. Like what is up with you? Like why, why are you going towards the downtrodden side? Like it's you're making yourself more oppressed by doing this. So there's the sort of like I guess not necessarily double edged sword, but there's the thing of that which is really difficult. So it makes it a lot harder for trans women or trans feminine people to be able to accept themselves first of all and recognise within themselves that they want to do these things because why would you wanna be why would you wanna go towards the the female side? Why wouldn't you just wanna be with the the upside? And that comes into the whole hegemonic masculinity thing, like the whole pervasiveness of the patriarchy and how that you know, affects people so much, especially MR people, and how like I saw something interesting where it was saying like beauty standards are always for men, you know, like even when men like AMAP men are, you know, going to the gym to look like super muscular. It's like they may be doing it in their mind for for the girls to look hot. But like, you know, uh, that is a, a beauty standard created by the patriarchy and by other men, which is kind of gay. Um, but like it's created by men because like a lot of AFAB women are like, yeah, like muscles are cool, but like not that cool. So it's, it's they're adhering to beauty standards made by men as are women. Like this, it it's all created by the patriarchy. It's all created by the cis hetero white colonial patriarchy, and that stuff is so broad and pervasive. It's just everywhere. It's it's everywhere, bro or not, bro. Like why? Well, I mean, why the why is colonization, but um, you know. And and I was watching um, ContraPoints' new video. Um, I love her. Can you tell? I've talked about her before. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> her new video is about the concept of envy. And in it, she mentioned um, how there's this sort of trans envy when you see someone who is passing better than you, in your quotes, obviously. Um, and just this, it's not quite rage, but just this desire in you for them to not have what they have. I was sort of thinking about that in relation to gender envy, which is like a different concept. Um, like you want what they have, right? And like it, it's something that's really interesting within trans communities as well. Like we have these people that we look up to as the ideal of what we want to be and look like. Um, and that's based on a lot of things. So it can be based on like beauty standards and what the ideal is for whatever gender you want to be um <laughs> and just but but then for like non-binary people it's things like you know a stick bug which like totally valid um who wouldn't want to be a stick bug who wouldn't want to be like a cloud you know like gender is a myth but like <laughs> it's also everywhere it's stupid but gender is so important to us and it's how we define ourselves and or what we define ourselves against 
but like we only need to define ourselves against it because it's so everywhere. And like, okay, so I also saw a TikTok um, by at Chronic Growing Pains on TikTok, obviously because it's a it's a TikTok. Um, <laughs> and they were talking about how when explaining gender to like your gender to cis people, it's like, oh yeah, I'm not a man or a woman, um, but they talk about in their video that their gender is so much more about who they are rather than what they're not because non-binary is a label that is made to put yourself in opposition to a binary pervasive system, right? But that is only a fraction of our experience, you know? Like, there are so many things that make up who we are that have nothing to do with what we're not, you know, because what we're not is what we're not. And we only need to define ourselves as something that we're not because so much of society is like you need to define yourself as one of these things and you're like mm, no thank you and they talk about how their gender feels like connectedness and learning and unlearning a bunch of different things about society and connectedness with nature and just learning to be at one with yourself with nature and with the people around you and i i think that's a really i guess beautiful way of thinking about it because so much of me is like oh I'm not like that but I like thinking about it in terms of what you are because this is not comprehensive at all um is it comprehensible good question um I'm gonna continue anyway but <laughs> like it's just thinking about it in terms of what you are rather than what you are not it feels so much more whole I guess because even if you're agender, you still have experience as a human being, you know? Like, you don't have a gender, and that's fine. Like, you just are what you are, but, like... And, and maybe that is how you feel your gender. Like, it's such a, I guess, freeing experience to just let go of that whole thing. And, like, obviously we can't do that because society is so gendered. And so you have to constantly think about yourself in relation to other people. But, like, when we try and let go of that and just be... And figure out who we are just as ourselves, not as gendered beings, as people, as a person. That is, I think, where true growth and learning about yourself comes from. And this, I, I realize this kind of sounds quite privileged, like that not everyone has the privilege to be able to do this. And it, it, it does sound quite hippy-dippy. Um, I realize this. <laughs> but like, it, it's just... An interesting concept to think about, like, when, if, if you were freed from the concepts of gender and you could be however you wanted to be, like, figuring out how you would just move within the world. And I, I wonder if we would be, if the concepts of gender didn't exist, like, I wonder if there would even be less dysphoria. I don't know. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Please tell me um, if this sounds like completely wrong but like I, I was wondering if it's similar to how you know autistic people used to be just like go, go off and be farmers and stuff and it wasn't a overstimulating environment for them like lots of bright lights in like cities are and it was a much more sensory friendly environment so their autism affected them less so I wonder if in a world where gender the concepts of this didn't exist weren't as pervasive and what constitutes a man what constitutes a woman and defining yourself against that if you're non-binary like I wonder if 
there would be less dysphoria or discomfort around that, and if it would just be we are human beings. Like I wonder if the labels would need to exist. And this is not shaming anyone who uses labels. Like obviously I use labels, but I'm just theoretically like would that would that exist? Would we have the need for that? And and I'm this isn't saying that we don't need the like label for autistic either. Like I'm, I'm just wondering because if there is something that doesn't affect us, like something this gender, the concepts of gender affect us greatly. Um, and so that's like really bright sensory or loud sensory things for autistic people. I wonder if those were taken away, we wouldn't have as much struggle with that anymore and whether we would be less disheartened in that way, you know, like less bad things. So yeah, that's just something I've been thinking about. Gender stuff is complicated and it is ever present and so big in our society and it's something that we work towards getting rid of um, but it's also a useful concept because we use it to get rights and labeling things makes them seem real to us and so labels are very important and ways to find community and they're really useful um, and having these ideas is useful in the society in which we need them like I wonder like ugh, it's it's Society is so constructed by whiteness and colonialism and gendered stuff that it's it's I I don't I don't know if it's impossible but it's very very hard to get rid of it. Um, but I wonder if eventually it would just we it wouldn't that like the dif differences between people would be arbitrary and I I don't know maybe it just comes from a position of privilege being able to say that but yeah just. Just some thoughts, some info dumping, some pondering um, about stuff, because my brain was going bzz last night, which is a fun time. And yeah, so that's uh, fun, spicy, spectacular, and flamboyant. Sure. I apologize if this doesn't make any sense to anyone, um, but you know, I'm having a good time and um, that's what matters. <laughs> Um, so hopefully you had a good time too. For this week's Creator Spotlight, I am going to spotlight a creator that I have seen so much on Instagram and I love their content. Um, their at is, I think it's Mixed Duran, I, I, Duran, Duran. They use they, she pronouns and they, they're a, a wonderful, um, just advocate and they talk about gender all the time they also have really cute like um your mom or aunt or whatever affirms your pronouns and that's really cute they have a lot of wholesome content but then they also have discussions about what gender is what it means and then a lot of informative stuff and um i love their content and also they're like absolutely gorgeous like who gave them the right like excuse me ah uh, um, so anyway, they're a phenomenal creator on Instagram. That's at mix, M-X dot Duran, D-E-R-A-N. Check them out. But that is all for this week's episode of Stride with Pride. I hope you've enjoyed my ramblings about gender. Um, stuff's complicated. Stuff is crazy and wonderful and complicated and annoying, but also freeing and just... It's a lot of things, um, and I could talk about this forever, and this is what the show is for. It's for me to info dump, so um, here you go. Here's another info dump. Um, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you have a fantastic day, afternoon, or evening, whenever you are listening to this. Remember that you are so loved, you are so worthy of being loved, and you deserve 
so many good things and all the good things that come your way. And I wish for you to have many good things because you deserve them. You're a wonderful person, okay? If you tell yourself otherwise, that is homophobic or transphobic um, and you'll be cancelled. So, um, sucks to suck. Sucks to suck. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at stride.with.pride so you can have your say in what you want in episodes um, as well as provide suggestions. Don't forget to spread your joy and I will see you next time. Bye. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.